This is a short preview of a special episode of Art of Darkness for Patreon subscribers only. We give the AOD treatment to acclaimed American writer Dennis Johnson, whose masterpiece Tree of Smoke ranks among the best American novels on the Vietnam War, whose transgressive short fiction taught a generation how to write, and whose work sought to understand the dilemma of living in a fallen world. To get access to the full episode and other exclusive content, subscribe at patreon.com slash artofdarkpod. Thank you. Then, in a soft voice you have to lean into here, he tells of his lengthy love affair with chemical substances, which, which started with rum at age 14. His father, who worked for the State Department, was stationed in the Philippines, a place where there is no such thing as underage. Quote, when I was 21, I went into my first psych ward for alcohol, Dennis Johnson said. Drugs followed, heroin included. Uh, but I was not a constant junkie, he says. You can't just go into a drugstore and say, I'll have some heroin, please. You have to be pre- prepared to enter into all kinds of adventures that I wasn't strong enough for. Um, so when we think about- for alcohol means probably means that he was binging heavily, coming off of a binge and had DTs, yeah. which, which, which can kill you. Right. I've read, I've heard, I've heard. (laughs) Yeah, it's so that's some serious stuff at 21 at 21 too. that 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 doesn't mean you're you're hitting a six pack. That means you're you're hitting. Well, well, I thought about when I read that, like, listen, I mean, when I was 21, me and all my friends drank a shitload of alcohol and nobody went to the psych ward. You know what I mean? So that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is some has some heavy stuff. Right. Yeah. So. Um, okay, so this is this this kind of leads into a little bit of a discussion about the book Jesus Jesus' Son. Why is Jesus' Son? Have you read Jesus' Son, Kevin? No. Okay. Why is Jesus' Son a collection of short stories about the low life of a uh, the low life of a character named Fuckhead? Why is it so good? Well, probably because Dennis Fuckhead Johnson was a low life alcoholic and heroin addict throughout the 1970s. Right. I mean, right. What you know. <laughs> exactly. He takes the title of the book from a song, the song Heroin by Velvet Underground. Which oh, I've realized that. Yeah, the okay. verse goes like this. I don't know. I don't know just where I'm going, but I'm going to try for the kingdom if I can. I love that line. I'm going to try for the kingdom if I can, because it makes me feel like I'm a man when I put a spike into my vein. And I tell you, things aren't quite the same when I'm I'm rushing on my run and I feel just like Jesus's son. And I guess that I just don't know. And I guess that I just don't know. Okay, so that's where they're, they're a good band, Velvet Underground. They yeah, they're very some, ba- yeah. some bangers. Yeah, yeah. So we still haven't done Warhol. Can no. you believe that? Yeah, yeah. That seems yeah. like an oversight. We'll have to do that yeah. soon. Uh, if not, it's not going to be next year because we have a no. plan. But it's got to yeah. be the year after. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta do him. I yeah, gotta do him. I think that's yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that's you. Yeah, it's interesting. We've never really had any disputes about who should do who. It's, yeah, it's like we've never somebody comes up, it's over, like obvious. Yeah. Right. We've never fought over anybody. I don't think <laughs> no. that there, uh, would there be anybody that we would fight over? I can't I even imagine. So. Like there are people you've covered that I feel like I could, I have enough enthusiasm I could have, but like, mm. it never feels like a oh, fuck. I wanted to do that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. the Venn diagram of, it is. of Brad and Kevin. It's, yeah. it's a very interesting uh, <laughs> yeah. thing. I don't yeah, know. It's not like, yeah. It's not like Warhol. Neither of us had, are like as our own artistic pursuits have anything to do with Warhols, really. 
Hmm. No. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I, was, so, I was just going to say, like, I don't know which one of us is the other's handler. And that's probably <laughs> that's probably the sweet spot. That's probably, like, yeah. One of us is probably <laughs> managing the other one without even knowing it. And the agency is just like, ah, <laughs> perfect. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So we're going to talk about Jesus' son here, not because um, the, we're talking about the 70s period in Dennis Johnson's life. But I'm going to talk about Jesus' son, even though it came out in 1992. But I'm going to talk about it here because I think a lot of the material in that book is really about him in the 70s. So if that makes sense. Um, so, okay, this is from an article in The Point, uh, the magazine, online magazine, The Point, by a gentleman named Aaron Thier. Um, quote, when I was 19, I read Johnson's 1992 story cycle, Jesus's Son, which is about a heroin addict whose friends call him fuckhead. We all know that already. I was a novelist who hadn't written a novel yet, and I was interested in Jesus's Son because of its texture, fragmentary, episodic, surprisingly mixed in its tone. Fuckhead, who is also the narrator and who doesn't object to his nickname, has an innocent that give, innocence that gives the book a surprising delicate, delicacy. It's more like Catcher in the Rye than Requiem for a Dream. But I was also a drug addict, and Jesus' son spoke to me more urgently on that level. It was a plausible rendering of my own desperation. It did not seem didactic or bogus or awkwardly self-serious like the recovery memoirs I sometimes tried to read. It offered a kind of understanding that I hadn't found elsewhere. At the same time, however, it was dense with angels and visions and skies, quote, as blue and brainless as the love of God. Okay, so... Let's dive into this book a little bit more, Jesus' Son. Um, it's really an important work of American literary history, possibly as influential on late generation X, early millennial generation of American writers as any other. I'm going to confess to my shame that I yeah. that I have not read it. I, yeah, you I pride it myself. Yeah, I pride myself on being yeah. obviously to a degree cultured. And this is just an mm -hmm. obvious glaring omission. Yeah. Hey, check yeah. it out. I mean, I'll, it's pretty. It's I'm pretty gonna, small. I'm too. gonna get. I'll get a copy. I'll yeah, order a copy. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's even 200 pages. 135. Yeah, I'd pages. probably read it in yeah. like a week. Yeah, and it, it goes quick too. Um, but let's yeah, let's talk about a little bit more here. So here's some uh here's some critical reviews of it. <clears throat> uh, this is from Robert uh critic J Robert Lennon. Uh, he said the work we all loved best was Jesus's son unassuming in presentation and readable in one sitting. The book was narrated in a gently self-deprecating conversational style by a protagonist who, though unnamed, sheepishly let it know, let it be known that people call him fuckhead. OK, OK, fuck it. Um, <laughs> author Jim Lewis calls Jesus's son a small collection of eccentric and addictive short stories, but unlike most books about the dispossessed, they're original and what's more deliriously beautiful, ravishing, painful, as desolate as Dostoevsky, as passionate and terrifying as Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe. Okay. So, um, as you've probably sensed by this point, it's a series of sort of vignettes first person confessional kind of things about this hedonist criminal lifestyle that Genesis, Dennis Johnson describes in this hang. And when I say hedonist criminal, it's not like they're constantly committing crimes. It's about like that low life where like, you're not really a criminal, but like, if you can make a quick buck by like stealing that thing, you'll do it. Right. It's not coordinated and organized and you're not violent or anything, but you know, you're opportunistic when you feel like it and that sort of thing. Um, he said, I read most of this. I read these, uh, 
these stories in workshops and I was at Boise State University in the 2000s, um, right up there with Raymond Carver and a bunch of other people. Uh, perhaps the best named known short story in here, the one that's been anthologized the most elsewhere is Car Crash While Hitchhiking, which is a great short story. My personal favorite, though, is the story uh, entitled just Work. Um, and I think if we take a look at work, you can kind of get a sense of what the whole book is like. Um, <clears throat> so in this, Fuckhead is in this relationship with this woman. They're both junkies. They get into a fight on the street. He punches her in the stomach. And then like nothing else is made of that. Some some people beat him up for doing it. And then he kind of just the next scene happens, <laughs> which is very jarring. Uh, that's part of the that's part of the magic of it too is it has this very deliberate the whole book has this very deliberately disorienting effect right mm -hmm. like the the jump from one scene to the next you can you can sort of fill in the space but it always feels like there's something slightly illogical about it about moving um, from one scene to the next uh, it sounds like when you're in the throes of a binge or you're mm -hmm. yeah yeah on yeah. drugs yeah, it's yeah. like I don't know exactly how I got from here to here, but yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oof, yep. that is not a good feeling. Right. So mm. after this fight, he goes to this bar, the vine, which is like the only consistent setting that shows up in multiple stories. Um, and he meets up with another heroin addict, this guy named Wayne, and they go to quote work. And basically what work is is they go out to some abandoned house and they start stealing the copper out of it. Oh yeah. Okay. But then, right but on. then, what happens is they that at some point Wayne tells Fuckhead he's like, uh, Fuckhead asks him something about how he knew where something was in the house, and Wayne says, "This used to be my house." Uh, and suddenly, it's like it's very poignant all of a sudden, and they're standing outside, and a woman comes parasailing down the the river naked, beautiful woman with long red hair. She's naked and she's parasailing behind a boat. And, you know, they're not even sure if they've, he, he fucking's not even sure if he actually saw it. It's such like an angelic vision. And then later in the day, um, it turns out that that woman was Wayne's wife, ex-wife. And so there's this very, um, let me just read this bit. Um, this is from, uh, this is from work <laughs> quote. There was no doubt in my mind. She was the woman we'd seen flying over the river. As nearly as I could tell, I'd wandered into some sort of dream that Wayne was having about his wife at his house, but I didn't say anything more about it. Because after all, in small ways, it was turning out to be one of the best days of my life, whether it was somebody else's dream or not. We turned in the scrap wire for $28 each at a salvage yard near the gleaming tracks at the edge of town and went back to the vine. Who should be pouring drinks there but a young woman whose name I can't remember. But I remember the way she poured. It was like doubling your money. She wasn't going to make her employers rich. Needless to say, she was revered among us. I'm buying, I said. No way in hell, Wayne said. Come on. It is, Wayne said. My sacrifice. Sacrifice? Where had he gotten a word like sacrifice? Certainly I had never heard of it. Um... Hmm. He also does he also does this thing in this story that he does in a number of these stories. And one of the things that makes it so artful, in my opinion, is, you know, he, he carves out this vignette and it's it's potent and it's dark and it's it's human. It's funny. It's bizarre. Um, and instead of drawing it to some kind of punchline like conclusion, he suddenly expands the scope of it. Um, Thank you.
access to the full episode and other exclusive content, subscribe at patreon.com slash artofdarkpod. Thank you.